0: Welcome to Kuhau Podcast. We thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening in with us, we want you to know that you are a part of a new loving family. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you and transforms your life. Now stay tuned for today's message. Chapter 15, I want to share a brief story. This is By this time, a lot of men and women of doubtful reputation were hanging around Jesus, listening intently. The Pharisees and the religious scholars were not pleased, not at all pleased. They growled. What? They growled. Did you hear that? See, when you growl, it's biblical. You see that? They growled, and he takes sinners and eats meals with them, treats them like old friends. Their grumbling triggered this story. And what takes place here is that he goes on to say about share about three stories. One of them is about a shepherd who loses his sheep and when he loses that sheep, he has a hundred sheep in the fold. And the Bible says this shepherd now goes and out of his way to find this sheep. And he says, hey, hey, listen, the reason I kind of hang out with people that you might not want to hang out with is because I love them. And I kind of love them like a shepherd loves a sheep. And, and I'll do whatever it takes to bring the sheep back home. And even though I have 99 at home, I want to bring them back home. But he goes, you know what, let me, let me explain it a little bit further. And then he starts talking about this woman who starts cleaning the house because she lost a coin and so she goes crazy she turns the house upside down some of you guys will be doing that by the end of the year because you grew up that you can't enter the new year without a clean house you know what I'm talking about and uh, and so you're gonna make sure the house is clean you're gonna turn the house upside down you're gonna make sure it's clean and this woman goes crazy looking for this one coin and she finally finds it. the Bible says she throws a party all right we're gonna throw a party here today you know what I mean and uh, he throws a party, and he goes, that's kind of how I am. I'm kind of like this caretaker. I'm, 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 I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to go crazy looking for you. He goes, you know what, but, but that, that doesn't really really illustrate the point to the way I want to explain it. I, I, the reason I kind of hang out with bad people, the reason that you're getting all flustered about me eating with, 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 with what you consider bad people or sinners, are, let me explain why. Because I'm kind of like a father. And he says this story. Go to the next verse. Then he said, there was once a man who had two sons and the younger said to his father, father, I want right now what's coming to me. So the father divided the property between them. And it wasn't long before the younger son packed his bags and left for a a distant country. There undisciplined and dissipated, he wasted everything he had. After he had gone through all his money, there was a famine all through the country, and he began to hurt. He signed on with a citizen there who assigned him to feed to his fields to slop the pigs. He was so hungry, he would have eaten the corn cobs in the pigs' slop, but no one would give him any. That brought him to his senses, and he said, all those farmhands working for my father sit down to three meals a day. And here I am starving to death. I'm going back to my father. I'll say to him, Father, I have sinned against you. I have sinned before you. I don't deserve to be called your son. Take me on as a hired hand. He got right up and went home to his father. When he was still a long way off, his father saw him, his heart pounding. He ran out, embraced him, and kissed him. And the son started his speech. Father, I have sinned against you. I have sinned before you. I don't deserve to be called your son. But the father wasn't listening. He was calling to the servants. Quick, bring a clean set of clothes and dress him. Put the family ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Then get a grain-fed heifer and roast it. We're going to feast. We're going to have a wonderful time. My son is here Give it up for dead and now is alive, given up for loss, and now is found. And they began to have a wonderful time. I want you to look at the person next to you. I want to give them give him the title to, this, to today's message. Tell them, this is the title of today's message, come home. No, but tell them like you mean it. Look at them right in the eye and tell them, come home. By the way, this is an alive church. So you're more than welcome to get participate in this sermon. You can say amen. Say, go ahead, preacher. Preacher, listen, when we're up here, preachers love to hear that. They're not going to tell you the truth, but we love to hear. Amen. Go ahead, preacher. And if it's really good, you can say, dale, papi. Or you can say, take your time, take your time, take your time. Uh, Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we thank you for these brief moments that we have together. Father, I pray that you speak to your church today, that you speak to our hearts that This word may not simply be information being disseminated, but it may be transformation of our soul. We love you because you first love us. Thank you for giving me the honor and privilege to pastor such an amazing church in Staten Island, to be the father of some amazing children, and to be married to the most amazing woman on the planet, Lisa Remedios. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, can we give God a praise in this house, all over this room? Up. Oh guys know uh, there's uh, there's levels to hugging. There, there's levels to this. I, I think that when it comes to a hug, uh, we we hug. Uh, you can feel safety. You can feel a uh, uh, warm embrace. You can feel love and affection. And uh, and and. But I also have discovered that there are different levels to hugging. Do we have any huggers in the house? All right. And, and for the rest of you we are praying for you because this is a hugging church and we might make you feel awkward uh, but I've discovered there are different levels to hugging can I, can I get a volunteer real quick uh, like like there's this one hug I don't know if you've ever heard of this hug but there's this this is the there, there are levels to this level one is called a pal hug someone shout a pal hug now this is the hug that this is a basic simple hug you you kind of shake their hand you extend your other hand to the back you make sure that there's a uh, uh, a certain amount of distance between you that you guys are not to testing it and you guys give him a pat by the way guys if you're single and you go out on a date and this is what happens at the end of the date you've just been friend zoned <laughs> god bless you hey, hey hey god bless all right um and then we have have you ever heard of the the religious hug if you were raised in church you know exactly what i'm talking about this is the, the traditional religious hug. This is the hug that you were taught to give, especially if you were hugging somebody from the opposite sex. You made sure that you had, this is called the side hug. We invented that stuff right there, all right? You never, chest to chest, right there. No, no. You hip to hip it, you know what I mean? You gotta hip to hip it, you know what I'm saying? That's called the religious hug. Then, then, now, many of you guys don't know about this one, but the fellas do. Ladies, you have no clue about this one, but I'm going to let you know on a little secret. This is called the size you up hug. Look at the ladies. They're lost. But what is that? I don't get it. I don't get it. See, see, what happens is that when men step into the room, fellas, can I hear you? Can make some noise? Men, can you make some noise? Uh, We just spoke in our native tongue. And so, men, we know this size you up, huh? Because what men do is that they step into a room and they take inventory of all the men inside that location. Because they want to make sure if something was to pop off, they know who they can take out and who they can. And all the men in the house say, amen. And so, what men do is that, hey, how are you? This is I've done this to... Many of you guys, and God forgive me, but it wasn't a genuine hug. It was one of those hugs that you kind of like, you just shake. And so what I do is I go in. And see right here, he thinks I'm hugging him. But what I'm really doing is seeing if I can wrap my hands around him just in case I ever had to. That's called a size you up hug. You know what I mean? And just to make sure that if anything were to pop off, I've already made you tap out, but it's okay. God bless you. No. <laughs> then there's the, you ever heard of the awkward hug? This is the hug that you know what I mean. Like you, you, you know, uh, this is the uh, unreciprocal hug. Like you, you, you just don't know how to hug. Like you don't got no rhythm, and, and you don't even know how to hug or be hugged. Like you, you, you're the you're the person that that when you when you when you. Like, you can't even shake a hand, right? You know what I'm talking about? Do we got any of those in the house? We're praying for you for synchronization of your hands and eyes. And so this is the awkward hug. Go ahead, hug me. And be like. God bless. God bless. Now you don't even know how to hug or you don't even like to be hugged. Like, and you, in the way you, you actually express that hug, you just start making noises. Ah ah ah. 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 And then, then, you ready for this? Then there's the. The Lisa Snuggle Bear Hug. If you've ever been hugged by my wife, you have lost breath for about 10 seconds. Because when you get the Lisa Snuggle Bear Hug, you go in for a handshake and you thought you were going to get a handshake. But this is what happens. Okay, give me a handshake. Like, what in the world? it is. You thought you were going in for a handshake and you lost your breath for about 20 seconds. This is the hug that squeezes you with passion and lets you know that I love you. This is the hug that opens up its arms and say, come on, bring it in, bring it in, bring it in, bring it in. I can't wait. I'll hug three people at a time. I love some hugs. See, I want to say that today because I believe that today God wants to wrap his arms around your life. And so, and and I want to say this, if you came here today, maybe, maybe you're, you're a little awkward with hugging, or maybe you've been taught hugs in different ways, but God wants to wrap his arms around you, and he says, listen, I want to hug you, and I want to embrace you, and I want you to experience my safety, I want you to experience my peace, don't be awkward about it, don't be religious about it, don't think I'm sizing you up, I'm trying to Hold you together with my embrace. Is there anybody here that's ever been hugged by God and has just rested in God's embrace? Come on, How If you believe that, give God some praise in this house. Thank you so much. See, the story that we speak about today is a story in which there was a man who lost his son. And it ends with a hug. He falls to in the father's arms and experiences the father's embrace. And what Jesus wants to communicate is that I love like a father. You see, at that time, they, they looked at the religious, the, the religious leaders, they would look at other people and they would say... Oh, man, like what is Jesus doing? Like that just one of these things don't look like the other. No, no, just, you know, and and what Jesus, what was happening in that time is kind of like what happens in this day. Just because we don't look the same doesn't mean that we can't agree. Just because, listen, I want to let you know. That as long as I serve as the pastor of this church, this is going to be a church that welcomes everyone into the fold. It welcomes, and I don't care if you're black, white, Hispanic, Korean. It doesn't matter what nationality you are. Listen, we are one race, and that is the human race. And as long as you breathe. Listen, the only thing that's not welcome that kuhau is cats. Because all dogs go to heaven, but cats, I don't know, but we're praying for them. But every single human is welcome in this house. So Jesus saying, listen, I... You're fussing and fighting about why I'm hanging out with human beings. Why I'm hanging out with people that you have put to the side. People that you've you've just outcasted from your fold. People that you think are not worthy. People you think, you know why I hang out with them? It's because I'm a shepherd that cares for his sheep. You know why I hang out with them? I, I hang out with them because I'm like this woman that loses her mind over a coin. That really doesn't break it down to its fully, fullest potential. You know why I hang out with them. It's because I'm a good, good father. I'm a good, good father and the reason that this is important is because I want to let you know that the way you view God depicts on how you live your life. See, oftentimes we don't know that the reason that we operate the way we do, it's simply answered by one question, how do you see God? See, because if you see God simply as a master, then you're always going to live your life as a slave in your relationship and your walk in faith. That if you only see God as a commander, you're always going to be one of those uh, Jesus followers that's always a soldier in the Lord's army and a warrior. I can't wait to fight the devil. Just let me in. See, if you only see God as a judge, then you will live your life like you are in a courtroom every single minute of the day. See, but see, those are aspects of God. But what God, what Jesus wants to communicate is this. He says, listen, 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 listen. I, I, I don't want you to operate as a slave. I don't want I, I don't want you to operate as simply a, 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 a person that's in a courtroom. I don't want you to operate as an employee because I'm not your boss. But I want you to operate as my son because I am a good, good father. And those are different aspects of me. But when you look at things through the eyes, of a father yes I'm a judge but it's through the filter of a father (laughs) yes I'm your master but it's through the filter of a father And let me tell you something, when you get the revelation that God is a good, good father, you'll start realizing that every single name that is revealed in the Old Testament is actually pointing to who God is. It is a good father. So maybe you heard of him being El Shaddai. Maybe you heard of him being Lord God Almighty. Maybe you learned of him being Elohim. Or Elohim, God creator or, or Jehovah Shama or Jehovah Rapha or Jehovah Shalom, you've heard all these names and we get excited for the names of God but what God is saying, listen, those were just little pieces of me, if you want to know the totality of who I am I am a good good father He said, I want you to understand who I am see I'm not this cosmic policeman out in the universe that's disconnected with humanity no no i am a good good father that loves his children see how have we seen god in our own personal lives how have we seen god when we look at god it's just like oh god is just you know he's a big bully up in the galaxy Nah, he's a good good father and so he he tells this story he says there's this man this is now notice, he says, this, there's a son that comes up to his father and he says, Father, I would like my inheritance. Now clearly, you know that this is not a Hispanic home. Because the moment I would have told my father, Father, I would like my inheritance, I would have died right there. <laughs> father, I want to... So this is a Middle Eastern family in... He comes to his father, he says, he says, listen, I want my inheritance. What the Bible says is that this young man comes and spends everything his father gives him. Ultimately, what this man was saying is, dad, I want you dead. Because I'd rather have your stuff than, who, than you. Are you hearing me? I'd rather have your stuff than, than you. And so the Bible says that this man takes everything his father gives him. And he wastes it in reckless living. The Bible says he packs his bags, he gets all his inheritance. He goes to Atlantic City and he tells all the senior citizens to move to the side because he's about to play the slots. And he's playing the slots all through. He spends every single penny he has. And then he finds himself in a pig pen. And the Bible says that while he's in the pig pen... He starts looking at what the pigs are eating. And watch this. Look what the Bible says. Look what the Bible says. The Bible says, and when it became, it started looking good to him. I just want to give you a little tangent there because when you spend long enough time in a pig pen, things that were never meant to be for you, you start thinking they're good for you. See, when you spend too much time in the pig's pen... You start looking at what the pigs are eating and saying, oh, that's good for me, when God is saying that was never meant to be for you in the first place. And so so what the listeners hear, the Bible says that he, he was broke, he was busted, he was disgusted, he had nothing. And the Bible says that at that moment he looks at what the pigs are eating and he's like, oh man, I wish I had some of that. I wish I had some of that because I no longer have what I, I once had and And see, what the listeners are hearing at this time, they're like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's right, that's right. He's getting what he deserves. You ever felt like that about someone, huh, who told you? I told you. And the listeners are hearing hearing Jesus speak, and when they hear about the part about the pig pen, they're like, yeah that's right, that's right, he's in he's in a pig's pen, he's getting what he deserves, but I got news for you because the credits did not roll when he was in the pig's pen because his story wasn't done yet. See, he had not finished. God had not finished with his story. His story wasn't done yet, and just when you thought that the credits of your, your movie were going to be rolled out and your story was over, God is steps into the scene, and the Bible says that this young man came to his senses and granted all those listeners that heard it, they were like, what? They What? That he doesn't die in the pig pen? No, because his story was not done yet. You know why? Because the story is not done yet. You know why? Because the story is not done yet. I want to let you know, you might thought your life was in a pig pen, and you might have thought that maybe your story was going to end in divorce. Maybe you thought your story was going to end in a broken relationship. Maybe you thought your story was going to end, but I want to serve you notice today that your story is not done yet. Seven, uh, 17 years ago, I, I was was addicted to pornography, but I thank God that my story wasn't done yet. I looked at God and I said, how is this going to happen? But God said, don't worry, son, because your story is not done yet. I want to let you know today your story is not done yet. There's more to what God wants to do in your life. Your story doesn't end in a financial difficulty. Your story will not end in sickness. The enemy could knock on your door and look in your face and say, it is done. You're in the pig's pen. You've given up on your father. You've abandoned your father. But there's something called repentance that when I look at the goodness of God and when I look at God being my father, I can return back home. Someone shout, come home. story is not done yet. The Bible says that this young man comes to his senses. And he's like, I'm. Alright, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back, and I'm gonna talk to dad. I, I, I'm gonna tell him everything. I'm gonna, I'm gonna promise him that I'm never gonna do this again. I've sinned against you. I've, sinned, I, I've got to messed up. Like you ever had that conversation with God, where you promised him everything? God, I promise you. If you get me out of this one, I promise. God, I promise just this one time. Just give me one more chance, God. And this young man is like, I got to talk, I got to talk to my dad and he starts writing his, his the, the message translation. I like the way it puts it because it says he starts preparing a speech. He starts preparing a speech for his father. And he starts saying, God, I've sinned against you, father. I've sinned against you, father. I've sinned before you. I don't even deserve being your son. I'm not worthy. And he starts writing this, this letter to his father. And, and And he starts making his way towards his father. And when he starts making his way towards his father, the Bible says that his father saw him from afar off. Because here's the truth. No matter what your accolades are, no matter how much you accomplish, no matter what your resume looks like, you, know, you will always fall short from reaching God. See, the Bible says that he saw him from afar off. In other words, that, that this, this is the father's heart. Uh, could you imagine the father, he's sitting there and, and maybe he was just anticipating his son coming home and he would wake up in the middle of the night and say, oh, is that my son? Tell my eyes, oh, ah. Oh. That was just the wind. He would hear a little rattling on the porch and he would, oh, is that my, that's not my son. He would go into his son's room and just pray for his son to come back home. But in one of these moments, he's sitting in his porch and from a far way off, I see, who is that? Who is that? That, that's my son. Ooh, that's, he got a little dirt on his face and he's a little busted, but that's, that's, that's my son. My son, right there, and the Bible says that while he was afar off, the father begins to run towards his son. Now, when you hear that, you're like, What's the big deal about running? See, in that day and age, the patriarchs of the family were never allowed to run because it would be something that they would consider undignified. They would say, A father cannot run because he would have the Roll up his robe and expose his legs. And during that time, if you were a father and you were the patriarch of the family, you could not expose your legs. He's saying to you today, give me your anger so that I can give you my love. Give me your failure so that I can give you my victory. Give me your pain so that I can give you my peace. Give me your sickness so that I can give you my healing. If you're here today, I want to tell you that there's a good, good father that has seen you from afar off. Maybe you think that you've come to church seeking for God, but it is actually God who lured you into his house so that he can find you here. See, because no matter how close you think you can come, you're still afar off. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But God says, listen, the only way you can get my glory is as receiving it as a gift. So will you allow me to embrace you today. See, many of us, maybe we're not good huggers. <laughs> and we're not good people, we don't even know how to get hugged. And sometimes we're fighting God. Ah, God just, ah, ah, ah. It's the relentless love of God. It's the annoying love of God. It's the ferocious love of God. I got, I got to make sure I got to fast. I got to make sure I got to pray. I got to make sure I got to make sure I got to do all these things because, you know, you're. you're no, no. He said, what you don't understand is the secret to those things is actually letting me love you in the first place. Huh. I'm going to ask you to get up on your feet today. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Our mission here at Christ Uncensored House of Worship is to love God, love people, and love life. Kuhau is a place where our story is still being written. Together, we can do more than we can ever do alone. If this message has encouraged you and you wish to partner with us in taking this message all across the world, go to kuhau.com slash give or follow us on any social media platform. Thank you in advance for your support and generosity. Come and begin a whole new journey with us.